0: Check 1 2 what is going on Okay three things This is my fourth time recording today sixth or seventh time recording in the last 2 days and I just am not seeing the right things and I'm tired of pressing stop and delete um and then record again stop and delete and record again I just want to talk and get it out um so here I am it's a Monday night guys I worked about I don't know four-ish hours this weekend at Starbucks and then worked 30-ish hours to 40 30 to 4 hours last week at work um and I'm just trying to figure out um just the balance of work life and friends and you know, quiet times and self-care and all that jazz. So I'm hoping sometime in the next few weeks I may be able to have a chip chat that talks about that right now. I'm still processing it, still trying to figure out how to just get sleep. Um, but I do know that getting water in your ear is not fun to where... It has put me back a few nights of sleep because I was up for three, four hours just not being able to fall asleep because the water in my ear hurt so stinking bad. So hopefully I'll have some some advice, some like insight and in what the heck to do with self-care and balance and all that jazz in the next few weeks. But this week, I have really just had laid on my heart um, relationships and friendships and singleness and um, being a woman, um, and maybe just a single more and, in the Christian culture. And it's something that I've heard a whole bunch of sermons on in the last year and a half of my life. Um, I probably heard them before. I just wasn't listening because I wasn't single. Um, but now I'm in, I'm in that season and a season that's been going pretty strong. And, um, actually last night I recorded a few, I think it was just one or two, but I tried, I tried to get across all that I was like feeling processing and just wasn't, wasn't going the way that I thought and the way that I'd hoped. So I actually found recording that I did back in May, um, for my old church, Cornerstone Community Church for, they had a women's event, called um great expectations and they had a panel of five women and i was asked to be on it and i remember i did a chip chats i'm um, hoping that it would be a chip chats in the near future recording and answering the questions just on my own and because they're great questions and honestly i think i i just really wanted to share it with you guys so i recorded it and it was really good for me to kind of verbally process all of that before um I actually was asked the questions on stage. But guys, I went back and listened to it, and half of it's deleted, which which is just awesome technology, but kind of frustrating to me. i like, gosh, I tried so hard to be productive and get things done beforehand, and here I am having a great conversation with myself two months ago, and it's not, um, it's not there anymore. So I figured I would go through those questions again today um so to explain to you a little bit about the conference the conference was called great expectations and um the church that sorry i don't know if you guys can hear the door slamming but um the church that i went to um for the last 10 or 11 months um just i just can't speak highly enough of it but one of the women that's a pastor on the team she's pastor of family life and women in groups her name is carissa and she asked me to be on the panel for this great expectations and literally it's just um a woman's event that is geared towards talking about all the expectations that the world and society and culture set up for us women and um but what is the expectation that the lord's given us and the purpose that the lord's given us and just seeing that all women are different in pursuing the purpose that the Lord's put in their life. Um, and that's okay. But the fact that this world tells us that we all need to have it all put together, we all need to, um, we all have these expectations that we all seem to need, all need to meet when really that's not, that's not the case. It's not how the Lord made us. He made us all unique. And so, um, it's really cool to be able to look back a few months ago and say, like, I mean, still, I just loved that experience and, um, kind of spoke to the fact that I love blogging and writing, but, um, I would love to start Speaking Places, and it kind of really got me in the groove of, like, oh my gosh, Speaking Places would be awesome, um, but it also was right when I started my podcast, and so it's really, um, reminded me and gave me a whole lot of, um, what's what I'm looking for, just that, like, yeah, you're doing the right thing. You're, you are where you need to be um, kind of thing. So, the first question that Carissa asked us as the panel was, The world often tells us to look, act, and live a certain way as women. How have you experienced the pressure of those expectations? And so, listening back to my recording, the um, I answered, like, one and a half of the questions. So, this one... I felt like there, there are two different ways that women my age um, are expected to look, act, and live. And that is in the Christian culture and that is in the worldly culture. And so the Christian culture, um, even though they try so hard not to, they have that expectation for women, especially one, the one that I just came out of was a college um, Christian college atmosphere and environment and place. And the expectation is be the good girl. The expectation is get married, bring by spring, maybe by a freshman year, maybe by a senior year, but just make sure it's in those four years. (laughs) Um, And the expectation is to, to have it all together in that relationship side and find your, find your man on campus kind of thing. And that's so not true. Um, But that's an expectation that I don't think Christian colleges realize that they have because, relationships and marriages within um the four years of whether you get married freshman year or senior year I can't speak into saying that's wrong because I don't know um and I don't think it is whatsoever I think all of us are called to meet our person or if we do have a person meet that person um in a certain time and uh do life together whether that's starting freshman year, starting senior year, or starting when you're 30. I think that we're all called at different times, but what a Christian university can do is make it seem like it has to happen in those four years, and if it doesn't, you're a failure. Um, and when you graduate without that, um, you have no ways to go, and that's so not true. But then the worldly expectation for a woman my age is to look, act, and live um, the perfect, hashtag, authentic, just you know, you're a mess, but you're also beautiful on the outside. Like, nothing's ever wrong. Um, And girls, I think we all know it. Um, And what's so hard is we all try to be authentic. We all try to be real. Um, But at the same time, that has been twisted almost. (laughs) That's been twisted to a fake image, which is so frustrating. And um, I talked a little bit about listening back to my old recording was um I know you guys can't see me which is kind of like the beautiful thing about podcasts um but I have been blessed with being um skinny I guess and being not caring about what I eat and being able to eat whatever the heck I want and just doing life and um I'm five eight and a half I'm tall as all the girls I guess want to be um and from the outside it may look like, um, I look like what the world wants women to look like, um, and I think it's just, um, just to let any woman know that it's not easy to be on that side of the spectrum either, um, it's not easy to look the way, or seem to look the way that the world wants you to look, because, um, there's still crappiness in that, there's still just that, lie that we feed ourselves that, um, I don't know, that we're still not good enough and that we still don't meet it. And that's where, that's where it's still, it still gets hard is what I'm trying to say. It's not any easier. And, um, I still beat myself up for the fact that I, I can't, um, that I get to be this way when other women don't, that I get to look the way that the world says we need to when, that's so not true, and that's so not the way that we need to look, and that the Lord, the way the Lord wants us to be, um, but our culture has made it seem that way. So, more just answering the question of how have you experienced the pressures of those expectations. I've experienced the pressures of the Christian university, of the expectation of getting married ring by spring kind of thing, and the worldly expectation of, you need to be real, but don't show too much of your mess. You need to be um, perfect on the outside and then perfect on the inside, and don't let anybody. In, and just, I don't know. I feel like I'm not doing a good job of explaining it, but, but all to say, we have expectations set on us, whether we're 23, 18, 13, 40. Like there's, we all have crap, and that's what was beautiful about this panel is that we all, all the women, got to share what those expectations were. Um. So the second question was, have, have they, have those expectations ever held you back from doing what you were created to do? Um, and this is where I got into, I remember answering the question there as well as listening back my recording. This is when it kind of got cut off. Um, was the expectation of getting married held me back in ways that I never would have Realized if um if I wouldn't have been if God wouldn't have pulled me back and said hey this isn't this isn't where um I want you to be essentially, so speaking into my past is that I mean you guys know it I've shared it I've dated a guy all through college and so that expectation of having somebody and, um, meeting somebody in Christian college and having the ring by spring and saving yourself for marriage and all of those things of like need to happen right when you graduate, um, held me back from thinking that I could do stuff on my own, thinking that I was my own woman, that I was my own leader, that I was my own person. I mean, that I needed to have somebody else to fill that role, um, and fill the void. And, really that expectation of a husband was filling the void of the what the lord is supposed to fill and so um the guy that i dated was an extremely intelligent man and just could was going to go places and had so many connections and just um actually had connections to california and i was just so ready to drop whatever i was going to do and follow him because in my head i wasn't going to be able to go anywhere without him that's so not true, but that's just how I saw it. And so when we broke up, I was kind of like, what the heck? Like, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? I can't do any of this on my own. And the Lord just slowly but surely showed me like, hey, you don't need him. You need me. So first of all, put your eyes on me. Second of all, um, I created you, your own person. I created you to do your own things. And, um going to do him, and you don't need him. You need me. So let's go. Um, and so that expectation of marriage, um, and a relationship in college and all of that and having that perfect relationship then set me up to not believe in who I was and what I could do on my own. And I just want to say that that's, I'm not saying at all that if you're dating someone in college, that you are not, that you're holding yourself back from what you were created to do. Um, And if you're married already and are engaged, like, that's not at all. Um, All I'm saying is that in my relationship, um, I allowed that relationship to become an idol. I allowed that person um, who I thought was going to be my person, um, this idea of a husband, keep me from pursuing the Lord fully. And so you can be in a beautiful relationship and beautiful engagement, and beautiful marriage, um, with still, um, knowing and pursuing what the Lord's created you to do, but I'm saying my relationship wasn't that, and because of the expectations put on me, I fell into that, and I didn't realize it until I graduated. All right, number three, how did you live in a way that gives you freedom to be authentically You? Learning to say no, embracing your purpose, disappointing people, prioritizing prior, prioritizing your time, etc. So, what did you do that gave you freedom to be authentically you? Um, so, this is kind of going to go into two questions that I've had friends ask me: of okay, what got you to move out to California? And um, two, what was what is life outside of college, um, just as an adult? <laughs> That's a really, really good question. But um, the ways that gave me freedom to be authentically me was um, was being completely just broken down. Um, God completely just shattering all the the lies that I've been feeding myself, um, and really just breaking me down to the core. Um, not something that I would ever want to go through again, and not something that I necessarily want from other for other people. But at the same time, without being broken down without being completely stripped of everything I wouldn't be where and who I am today and so through graduating college um through the hardest thing slash you know may have not been may not be the hard 10 years from now but still has a very deep wound is my breakup um and through that was also depression and anxiety and so I had (laughs) this like just chunk of crap when I graduated college of, um, found out my dad has Parkinson's. I have depression, just stupid depression. Um, just broke up with my boyfriend of four to slash five years and I'm not marrying him ever. So what's my life? And, um, four, I want husband more than I want God. So where the heck does that leave me? Um, and in that crap, in those questions, I was able to, find out who I was Um, and it's crazy because I can look back um, and see just all that I did in that time Um, after graduating. I had six months before I moved to California. I didn't know it was going to be six months but in January I was um, offered a job at my church back in Springfield, um, Westside Christian Church and as an intern, um, something I never thought I would ever do, especially at a big church like West Side. <laughs> um, but then again, the Lord completely crushed just anything that I had against big churches um, and brought me into a community that just embraced, embraced my depression, embraced my anxiety, embraced my doubts. Um, in just within two weeks of me being there, guys, I was baptized and just like ready to go. Um, so I would say that the way that I've lived, um, the way, what has given me freedom to be me has been the Lord breaking me down, um, and breaking down those expectations in my life and me asking him to do it. And I'm not saying that it was easy to ask. I'm not saying that I was like, Ooh, God, I mean, come on, fix me. You got this. I got so much wrong. Come on. I mean, no one does that, right? I mean, no one wants to admit that they have crap going on. Um, but it's in those moments that it's sitting there I'm like, okay, I'm not getting anywhere. I suck at this. Um, why am I not moving forward? The only answer has to be you, God. So where does this leave me? Where does this leave me? What can I do? Um, and it was admitting to god that i didn't i wanted a husband more than i wanted him it was admitting to god that um i didn't know if i believed in him anymore and that was guys 8 to 10 months just a lot of a long time of doubt um it was admitting to him that i was scared out of my mind to not be married um, when I thought I was going to be. It was just just literally admitting, admitting, admitting all the crap that I was believing, all the things that I was struggling with, and just giving it to him open-handed and just hoping and praying that he was going to do something with it. And I, of course, in those moments, was like, I need this to change now, and if it doesn't, I'm going to be done. Um, which we all do. Um, we all have those moments. Um, and I definitely... Definitely, have had those moments in the last year and a half. Um, but it has been through those times that the Lord has broken me down and has rebuilt me, rebuilt, <laughs> rebuilt me into the person that He created me to be. That I was missing out on because I was focusing on fulfilling all these things that the world was telling me to do, even the Christian world was telling me to do, and that's not what was his plan for me, um, so all I can say, guys, is, um, we have stuff in our lives, we have expectations, we have, especially as single women that I've kind of, where I am right now, we have these expectations to, um, I don't know, to be strong and courageous and just be ready for the man that walks through the door kind of thing when really, It is not bad at all to be ready and prepared for um, a godly man to walk in our lives. But at the same time, um, the Lord has called us to Him and solely Him. And the reason He's given us marriage and the reason He's given us people to do life with in the covenant of marriage is to then glorify and point right back to Him. And so I haven't learned that, and I didn't know that until... I don't know, a few months back and I'm still learning it. Um, and so if I could just speak anything to anybody listening is that, um, if you're single or even if you're in a relationship and you're just figuring stuff out, um, it's hard, hard to ever believe to put God first. Um, it's, it's, I just remember thinking it was impossible. Um, but it's not. And, You will find the full freedom that you're called to live in. you'll find your authentic self, your real self, um, when you completely surrender and give your all to Jesus. Um, And that doesn't mean you need to be single to do that. That doesn't mean that you, um, I don't know, that you can't be in a relationship, that you can't do this. No, I mean, wherever you're at, just wherever you're at, I just so pray that you, um, can put God first and truly believe that you can put him first. Um, and that with him first, everything else just falls into place. Um, every other place in your life makes sense. Um, and it's going to be hard. We're still broken people. We're still sinful people, um, to where it's never, ever, ever going to be easy to put him first because, there's always going to be something fighting us. Um, but he's stronger than that. Um, and yeah, I just so, so want whoever's listening to believe that that they can put him first, because like I said, it's something that I believed. Um, and it's just so not true. So, oh my goodness, it's been 22 minutes of me just talking straight. So guys, thank you for listening to me just blabber on and on um <laughs> yeah I just so I just really pray that he's talking to somebody through this so I hope you guys have a super fantastic Friday can't believe it's already August 4th just stupid um yeah and have have a great Friday great weekend share the podcast with your friends would love it if you did yeah. Talk to you soon.